Hey, everybody. Welcome to part two of our three-episode mini-series featuring a great conversation with our great friend, Selena. In this part of our discussion, we're chatting about everything from Boise, Bubbles, Police, and the juxtapositions between our online lives and reality just outside our doors. Yeah, that's the one thing I've learned. But are you planning on staying Boise for long term or do you have plans to I've been trying to move out of Boise for like two years where would you go (laughs) literally anywhere (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Um, do do you need a spreadsheet Um. (laughs) honestly when you were like even saying what was on your spreadsheet I was like oh dude you don't have to explain why it's there I know like I like yeah I know exactly what you're doing I haven't put mine in a spreadsheet yet but (laughs) no yeah definitely I've been trying to move just to do something different. Like I said, I've been here. There's five bars here. I'm a nightlife girl. Like I'm very city. Like I'm a, I want to like go to a bunch of places, do like try different experiences and all of that. And um, yeah, but I mean, again, like Boise is not terrible. I definitely, I think there's still a possibility of coming back, but my lease is up next year around like March or something like that. So I'll definitely be like heavily looking. I would really love like, ideally, I think I'd go to New York for a while. And then LA is probably where I'd end up. Like I've always felt like I'd always end up in LA. That's that. Like That's just that's the whole thing. Since I was little, I'm like, I'm gonna live in California. I've acted like a valley girl without ever being a valley girl. (laughs) (laughs) Have you lived in a or like been to some of those mega cities? Yeah. So like, I'm very much into musicals. Hmm. So as a kid, I'm like, yes. Oh my God, New York. Like I'd always pretend in my head to be in New York. Around 16, 17, I actually went to New York and I was like blown away. And I was like, this is my place. Like I was literally like twirling in circles, singing like New York songs in Times Square. And I'm, and no one pays attention. And that's what I loved so much about New York is just like one, like, everyone has their own style everyone does their own thing like individualism is such like so prevalent of just like people put i feel like effort into who they are even if it's like very like effortless you Mm -hmm. know what i mean but it's like never i saw two people that looked the same like you know and then i just (laughs) went back to new york in february of this year right before corona hit oh wow and it just like confirmed everything where i'm like this is where i should be why am i anywhere else (laughs) So, but can I afford to live in New York? That's the million dollar question. That's the million dollar question because it takes a million dollars to basically live there. <laughs> Pretty much. Yeah. Pretty much. So, I don't know. I think New York would be super fun, um, but I don't, I couldn't move there without a job, obviously, because it's right. like way too expensive and I'm not, I'm well past the whole like, just grind and struggle till you get money. And it's like, no, <laughs> like I had four jobs in college. I'm never doing that again. Mm. Yeah. So what's like the dream setup? Maybe like city or like what's your what's your dream job? I'm just kidding. I shake my head. I don't <laughs> dream job is like I don't have a dream job because I don't want to work. Or maybe or maybe life okay, so <laughs> lifestyle yeah, then too. Yeah, <laughs> dream lifestyle, I got being at weddings, eating women's food. Yes, yes. <laughs> okay. That'd be awesome. Dream lifestyle. Okay, so city life. I have an industrial modern loft. So very open spaces. My like everything is just windows from ceiling to floor, mm. hardwood floor, black metal. Upstairs is like, you know, my bedroom's up there. I got a dog. Let's say Thursday nights, I'm performing at some like bar or whatever. Like I'm like one of the regular just like singers that go in Ooh. every Thursday mm. or something. Um, and then like 
I go to work or I'm most likely something more like freelance, you know, but like still making like comfortable money. So like my work schedule is probably like 10 a.m. to like 4 p.m. Just enough for like happy hour. (laughs) (laughs) Just get a little bit of work in and then you can scoot on off. I probably like do some volunteer or working at um, like actual on Broadway as like an usher or just something like that. Mm -hmm. So you can like see as many plays or whatnot as you want. And then um, I got my group of friends that we like go to like, we like our regular places, but we go and like try new things. Like there's always like a new experience. You know what I mean? Oh, yeah. So there's always like, most of my weekends are probably spent like drinking, hanging out, binge watching Netflix if I feel like I want to be by myself. Mm, Totally. Uh, And just kind of like very much like staying active where it's like, we're just like, go, go, going, whether we're like, you know, hit like here and then to be take the train somewhere else or whether it's like, oh, we're going out of the city and we're going to do like a whole like mountainous weekend or something like definitely theme wise. I like themes when I do things. So I'm like, totally. This is that. This is that. But yeah, just very like laid back, chill, but also just like surrounded of just like finding like the right energy, always being around the right energy. Cause that's like when you have a good time. Absolutely. Yeah. That's my dream lifestyle. Okay. Well, yeah, it sounds pretty damn good. (laughs) So ideal. Because I think we've talked about it too. I Mm. mean, and there's, at least for the three of us, it's definitely been differing on what our interests are, what vibes that we like. Because I think David and I are definitely downtown people. Like as much as I love the outdoors and stuff, I know I love cities. Like I love living downtown Boise. That's I don't want to live anywhere outside of that. <laughs> you know, totally. Like, it's been clear. <laughs> totally. David's kind of the same with that. And then Wayman, I know you're you're okay being away from the the riffraff or the noise Whoa, or okay. the riffraff. <laughs> don't, don't no, give me like honking all night long. Like like this sounds <laughs> no. have you guys ever seen Oliver and Company? No. Oliver yeah. Company, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yes. Yeah, yeah. Thank you. Okay. So his whole song, it's like this, it's a movie about um this like riffraff yeah. dog and he's like in in Brooklyn, you know. And he, anyway, so like literally one of his songs is like just about New York and the sounds of it. And it's like, you know, um, what do you say? It's like the rhythm of the city. And that's like oh. how I feel. Oh. And I'm like, that's what I love is like the rhythm of the city, because everything like you can just like hear the melody. And oh my God, I was like in tears just walking down New York. So I'm like, oh my God, like everything. (laughs) Yeah, the rhythm, you hear it and it just feels so good to have that like beat, you know? Totally. Oh man, the bebop. (laughs) (laughs) Well, that's, I want to kind of backtrack to to Boise too. Yeah. And some of the pros and cons that you see in Boise. Yeah. Because we moved out here and it's only been four years, but I saw a lot of pros and now I feel like I'm learning a lot of cons mm. in a weird way, mm. um, which I guess that comes with more exposure to anything. You're, you're going to get more pros and cons. But let's say you were to move to New York. What would you miss about Boise? What would you not at all miss about Boise? Oh, yeah. Um, I would totally miss like what we're talking about of knowing people. There's some comfort in that. You know what I mean? Um, there is some comfort in knowing like, okay, like, you see familiar faces. If you go downtown enough, you're going to see familiar faces um, versus like being somewhere where it's like everyone's a stranger always is kind of like a different feel. Um, I think that I would miss the scenery. Boise is beautiful. Boise is really beautiful. And even after this whole time, there are still times where I'm like, oh, I just love this. You know what I mean? So um, I think then, so yeah, just like 
because that's a pro and a con knowing people that's like yeah kind of like yeah. what we were talking about yeah, yeah. it's situation yeah, yeah it's totally. definitely a pro and a con like i like the comfortability of having it like it is getting like more of a city life but it feels still country like where it's like everyone knows each other you know yeah. um because the second someone says like oh yeah i'm from boise the next question how you know someone else is from boise because the next question they ask is like, "Oh, what high school did you go to?" Yeah, totally. Everyone, yeah, that's what totally. they always ask. Is that it's like if you're if you hear someone's like, "Oh, I've lived in Boise for like you know X amount of years," like, "Oh, what high school did you go to?" And then it's like, oh, "Okay, okay." And next thing you know, most likely one of you're gonna know. You had a mutual someone. friend. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, you're gonna know someone together, or maybe the teacher you knew, or anything like that. So that's gonna be really nice. I think that I'd miss. I don't think I'd miss the nightlife because it's just not like that thrilling. I went really hard, like 23 to 25. And <laughs> yeah. so now I'm like, no, <laughs> it's like the same four places that you go to. So I'm like, oh, no, it's yeah. fun. So I don't think I'd miss that. I wouldn't miss the food. Like the food here is okay, but like, it's not the best food scene. They're definitely coming up with like more options, but nowhere like near Albuquerque, which I hate everything in New Mexico, but like, Albuquerque, New Mexico, and Santa Fe, New Mexico have, like, the best food. And Seattle has really good food. New York has just, like, so many options where it's, like, you can go to anything. And um, I think, yeah, what else? I think that's pretty much it. We're, I, mean, I guess I'd miss, like, being close to my family, but even that's, like, a pro and a con. <laughs> but you can yeah. always come back to it. Yeah, you can like, always. I could come back, but, like, no, I'm good. Yeah, there's not much I'd miss. <laughs> Well, that like, and that's like I was saying earlier too, is learning. I think it is important though, to stay in a place enough to really learn it and get its full grasp because Mm -hmm. then you can, then you can really see it for what it is. I think, cause we've talked about this over and over, but when I first moved out here, I did have, I guess, kind of a romanticized view of it where I was like, Oh, Mount, I'm going to be, I'm going to become an outdoorsman Mm because I'd never really been that. I'm going to become an outdoorsman. Look at it. And everyone's like, everyone is outdoorsy and so healthy and fit and it's like this nice cute little community and so it felt really good and a lot of that is still true i mean i still love it here but then each year more and more comes up and i think the most disappointed too is like with recent events with george floyd and all of that too idaho in a lot of ways has shown kind of its colors mm-hmm. and i'm not not exactly stoked about that just because i think a lot of people have come out the woodwork and that's something that i wasn't aware of the having so much influence especially up north to oh, yeah. Coeur Lane or all the white supremacy yeah. groups that are up there yeah. and so that got me thinking about different regions of the u.s different cities and just what would i don't know how they're so varying and so different from boise in a sense yeah but, after like Um, So, like, in Boise, there was the protest, the Black Lives Matter protest, and then there's, like, the quote-unquote counter-protesters who all came out. And um, the comments after that were just, like, killing me because everyone's just like, that's not what Boise represents. That's not who Boise is. Or, like, that's not what – and it's, like – and a lot of people are just, like, in that denial. It's almost like, no, I've I've known – we've known. (laughs) Like, we're like, oh, yeah, this is absolutely Boise. And I think people want to, like, use that to be like, no, it's not Boise. And it's like, no, it is, though. Especially even training for a job or whatever. The girls, same age. So, what, high school, graduated high school 2010. Mm -hmm. Um, 
and the KKK are passing out pamphlets like at her high school to like come to their rallies and come oh to things. My. And I'm like, that's just in 2010. Like this oh is not my. surprising at all. My friend went to Lewis and Clark again, also graduated in 2010 and just like had so many run-ins. Like one of her friends got beat up completely from people like white supremacists. So it's like, yeah, this is Idaho. <laughs> and I mean, I'm still here. Like I can still find like the good in it because it's still like really good place, but yeah, it's not like, I think people are definitely feeling like there was like a cloak of like, it's not like that here because everyone says hello to each other. And it's like, people can still say hello when they're racist. You know what I mean? Like, you can still be at the store and just like say something friendly. That doesn't make you not racist. You know what I mean? So it definitely was like, this all came out. And I think a lot of um, me and my friends of color or like other black friends are just sitting there and we're like, oh, we knew. <laughs> like, this is no surprise to us that this is happening. So, but it definitely is like, I think a lot of other people were like really shocked, really, really shocked them that it was like, like that. And I was like, oh yeah, there are actual ex-KKK members that are like in the government that have like ran for offices and all of this. And it's like, I've seen it all around because I feel like obviously it's a topic that like we talk about amongst ourselves in our own community. Mm. And so I think that's why I was like, oh my God, we didn't know that. And it's like, oh yeah, we knew. <laughs> like, it's been happening for a while. Yeah, yeah, we've known this whole time. <laughs> well, I think, and you know what it was, I don't know, um, like, because I was talking to Chance about it in mm-hmm. the rally that happened two or three weeks ago, Yeah, I think. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But he was there and he was actually one of the one of the guys that was Oh yeah, was I kinda, saw him in so many videos. Yeah, I literally was he, like, fuck it up, Chance! Yeah. He was telling me about that, like his experiences with that too, and just seeing like, I don't know, the SS like Mm -hmm. tattoos on people. And I think, especially hearing someone close to me describe it, that that's when it really hit me that like, okay, Mm -hmm. this is, this is actually a thing that exists. Mm -hmm. Um, And this is not just some like, oh yeah, well up north, you know, they got Mm -hmm. something. It's a very real and prevalent thing. And it kind of, that was where I was like, okay, shit, there's like. The comments were like, oh, they're not from Boise. Like, they came from outside of Boise and they just like came into here. And I'm like, no, you don't realize that I like go to Walmart with these people. Like, I go, like, we're at the movies with these Mm, people. Like, it's not that they're like, that they, like, you want them to so not belong here. So then you can almost like not have to worry about it. But it's like, no, it is here. It's happening. And like, in almost like a good way, I'm glad that whatever, like, I'm not happy about what happened on Tuesday. But if that's like the moment that needed to kind of like wake people up to be like, oh, this is like in our zip code type of thing, then yeah, that I guess had to happen for them to kind of realize that. Yeah. You know, I feel like a lot of people expect that their city might be like a bubble or their environment might be a bubble or whatever it is. In in our case, in the four of us, we live in a city in which a lot of people think like, oh, we're in a blue bubble in a red state. Okay. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. You know, I was talking about my spreadsheet and everything and how I picked up <laughs> Boise. Other things that I was like, okay, I'm not so happy about these things. Okay, first thing that came up was the percentage of people who use any any kind of mass transportation. That's kind of a signal for me that like, okay, what kind of a city is this? Mm-hmm. Are they like, do they share a lot of things together? And I, I noticed that like, not happening. Second thing, 90% white. I think it's higher. What? I think yeah, it's like then, That was four first. years ago. I don't know yeah. what it is now. But, you know, I was looking at that and I was like, that's a big red flag. What does this mean? How does this impact the it's people? It's a giant red flag. <laughs> Oh, I see what you did. There. Thank you. 
Oh, God, dude, I'm so behind you guys, on these. I don't like, even like puns. Okay. That's the second time tonight now you've been like, it's a big red flag. I'm like, yeah, 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 yeah. warning. Just... Yep, yep. <laughs> I'm too locked down. Oh, man. But yeah, so, you know, when you look at a city like New York, you're like, okay, I can get all this food of all different types. It's probably because <laughs> oh, you know, yeah. they, there's that diversity, diversity there. Diversity. Yeah. Yeah. And for me, when I like say I want to live somewhere diverse, I truly like it doesn't just mean like race wise, you know what I mean? Mm -hmm. So it's like diverse of mind, diverse of fashion, diverse of like abilities and like just so like what I love about like what I've seen about New York is like no one is the same. So it's like you see so many different types of people, people doing this, people doing that. Like, and I'm a people watcher. So I'm like, this is great. And then I came back to Boise and I'm like, my eyes are bored. Like my eyes hurt because like, it's the same person over (laughs) and over and over. And everyone is very cookie cutter. They have the same exact style. It's just like, there's no flavor. (laughs) There's no flavor. And there's Mm. no like branch out, do something different. You know what I mean? Even just, even if it's like your fashion, I'm just like, all right. Is this the outfit everyone's wearing? Like, if you go downtown, everyone's dressed the same. They're all doing the same exact thing. And I'm just like, I'm bored. My eyes are hurt. Two, I'm, oh, wait. <laughs> <laughs> so, you know, just like, we eyes hurt. <laughs> and I think also what's great is like, I've created this world for myself online. So, like, my Instagram, I went and I'm like, Because when you first join Instagram, right, and you go to like the discovery page, every single last one is going to be a white influencer, right? It's going to be a white female Instagrammer, most likely like (laughs) in between. (laughs) It's fine. (laughs) Probably in between like size two to size four, Mm -hmm. or you have these like really buff like California dudes. They're probably (laughs) no shorter than six, three, probably weigh like 200 pounds. Like you will see the same, like it's like that is where you get like this that's how you join instagram and that's what you see first and until you actually start like liking different things or doing that you your for you page or whatever won't change until you yourself like make it change right so literally after college i was like this isn't the world that i want to live in you know what i mean so i went and i like just literally found tons of different types of like instagrammers and um, what else did i want to see i wanted to see more art I wanted to see this i wanted to see that so like my Like when I go to my discovery page on Instagram, it is so diverse. I'm learning about tons of different cultures all the time. And then I walk outside and I'm like, what the fuck? Like, I forget I live here because everything I see is like no two cultures, nothing. Like I've made my own like online world be what I desire. And then I walk out and I go to Albertsons and I'm like, my eyes fucking hurt. (laughs) You're the same person. And I'm just like... And then quarantine has made it way, like, I've completely forgot where I've lived in quarantine because oh. I've just been online. Mm. So I'm seeing oh, yeah. tons of different people. And then I go to Albertsons and I'm like, oh, my God, I don't live there. Like, quarantine has been rough because even just, like, look when people are, like, driving in the car. It's like, same person, same person, same person. Same car, same too. It's Which the same I- car, too. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It's the same car. It's the same person. And I'm just like, I'm <laughs> fucking bored. That's why I have to move. So, well, yeah, that's fair. Because <laughs> I'm like, no, we can't do this. I didn't even think about quarantine, too, because I feel I feel like my my view of, we'll just say Boise, too, has changed. Not even the ways that we've been talking about, but just, just for quarantine and being, like, kind of confined to, man, not even a bubble of, like, Boise, but just 
your own house and rarely leaving mm. that and interacting with probably the same people over and mm -hmm. over, but living more of an online world. That's, mm. it's actually really interesting when you say that you've kind of cultivated or created this online world of yours mm -hmm. versus like the, the, your current reality yep. almost. I wonder, is that a, is that a good thing? Or that a bad thing that, well, I shouldn't, because mm. I don't think, now no, that no. I think about it, I'm like, I don't think it's a bad thing, but I guess pros and cons of that. I, from where I was, like when I first started it, I needed it. Mm -hmm. Like I needed to see things that I'm like used to. And I think that's so important, especially just like growing up. Like, so here we were very isolated. My parents like also weren't really like the people who like went to all of these different parties or whatever. So I felt like very disconnected from like the Africans here, especially the Africans. So then like kind of creating that world online, it's been really great to see like one, like the jokes and the memes that are out there about African parents, it's so, so nice because I'm like, I went through that and you went through that too? Like, I thought I was the only one. So it's been so nice to not feel like you're the only one that like went through something. So I've definitely found like, I have found friends just from Instagram. I've made friends just from Instagram, even here just in Boise. Oh, yeah. I've just like, someone just followed me and then next thing we're in each other's DMs. And of course, again, I treat wedding. every, yep, <laughs> wedding next. Yeah, <laughs> Two days later, you're at their wedding. <laughs> Literally, yep. Um, so like, I've definitely like met people still even in quarantine from online. So it's been like, oh, nice. um, yeah, I think that it's, it's a good world if you know how to use it and how to like behave on it. Online is a very dangerous place is what I think too. I like, I've done, I feel like I've done a pretty good job of like not getting bogged down of like, cause it's like, you see people doing things that you want to do. And if you're not in that headspace, right, maybe you're just like going through a sad part in your life and all of these people are very happy. Like that can be really bad for you. So like even right now, like I have kind of deleted, like, and I didn't make a thing about it. Cause I'm just like, whatever. I'm not that one to be like, I'm deleting my social media. It's like, I'm on it or I'm not, whatever, you know? Yeah. So, mm. but just recently I just like deleted like the apps off my phone, but like mm. I can get on them on the computer. Most likely, mostly just to like stop myself from being on it for so much because definitely in quarantine, it's been so much. And with everything happening with like George Floyd, Breonna Taylor, all of these, like, like everything happening in the black community right now, I absolutely needed a break because it was just like, really intense so i was just like you know i'm not really like taking a break but like i'm just not getting on it as long because i'm so addicted that my thumbs will just find myself on instagram and i didn't even click on it i'm just like <laughs> i didn't do this oh. how did i get here you yeah. silly thumbs so i had to get off my phone but i'm still on it on like my computer and stuff because i'm like i'm not trying to get off but i think that while I have found a really nice safe space for me on there, you have to be careful because like anyone can just like get really bogged down or just like, why don't I look like that? Why can't I have that life? And like, like they're doing so much better than me or they're doing, you know, and I think what really helps me is I just really have like a cheerleader personality so i never really i'm like yeah you're doing that like but i don't really care about i'm like i don't really care like it's not i'm not bogging myself down like oh you're not doing that but i'm just like yeah look at you 22 buying a house do what you gotta do sis you know like uh, i'm just yeah. very much like i like to cheerlead people and i like to see their success and I've just been super lucky that I'm just not one to get like bogged down by other people's success. Otherwise, it's super easy to have that happen. I definitely have had like 
tons of friends who it's like, I hear them talking about things online or the things that they send me. And I'm like, Ooh, you should probably get like, you should probably get off. Cause I feel like you're going down a dark path on there, but yeah. it's just like, it, it's great for me. Honestly, it's great. Cause I like definitely need to be in that world. Um, and then, but quarantine definitely was different. It's different with quarantine for sure. Cause I definitely found myself now being like, Oh my God, <laughs> I'm very trapped. <laughs> like I feel, you know, and then it's just like, there's too much of a difference of my online life to like my current reality that it was definitely mm. like frustrating as well. Cause it's like here I see all of these like black people and then I go outside and then there's not. And I'm like, Oh yeah. Oh yeah. Oh, that's right. That's, that's right. right. I forgot. So <laughs> I like, it's, it's almost like I feel somewhat of like, dare I say like a culture shock again, like a small little yeah. one where I'm just like, okay, it's fine. It's fine. It's fine. Like just don't be bored. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It's so interesting to think about how social media is another form of that bubble mm -hmm. that we all create for ourselves. How you're describing like at first the bubble that's handed to you is like <laughs> that Cali boy yeah. and that Valley girl or whatever. Mm -hmm. <laughs> you know, and you're like, okay, no thanks. Uh, <laughs> yeah. And then you cultivate your own little thing. But it's so quick to be like, okay, this is exactly what you want. Like, boom, we this got is this. The standard. We got that little that like says. bubble for you. Mm -hmm. Here you go. You got it. And we'll we'll just keep you inside that little cycle there. But it, it doesn't like sprinkle in like tidbits of diversity unless it's like a super like sponsored, paid, or promoted. Anyways, mm -hmm. but like, yeah, you can kind of create and cultivate your own little <laughs> scene mm -hmm. inside your social media. Mm -hmm. And uh, it's interesting to think like, would it be possible to create like a one that is also a realistic representation of the world outside your phone. <laughs> but like, I don't want that. Do you? Yeah. It, no, that's <laughs> Please what don't I'm make thinking, me do it. Like, Just kidding. No, I mean, like, I, I if I was it, in yeah. New York, absolutely, I would. Yeah. <laughs> like, it would already match what my Instagram is, but. Well, New York yeah. is basically a city that represents the world. So, yes. Like, that would be like yeah. everything. Yes. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> For sure. Well, it's a, because that's one thing, at least for me too, where let's say that like a, a life goal of mine, I'd love to live in Germany and like speak German mm, and just like mm -hmm. all of that. So if I start going through Instagram and I'm looking at all German pages and I see all these, you know, like maybe the, the Alps, you know, and stuff like that. I know for me, it's, it's easier for me to look at that and start to daydream and get in that world. And then kind of like what you're saying, all of a sudden snap to reality and go, shoot. But I think in my case, it sounds like you're good at balancing that. And like you said, you're a cheerleader. So you're like, cool, you know, you go do you. But man, if I see posts about someone around my age doing what I want to do, I get bombed. I'm like, I should be doing, why aren't I doing that? Oh my God, what am I doing with my life? And this, <laughs> you know, downward spiral. And so that is controlling that social mm -hmm. media influence based on it's who real. you are. Yeah. yeah, it's real. So that's why I try to think kind of off of what you were saying is how can you how can you use it as a tool and mm -hmm. almost make it an accurate representation of what you want, but also blended with reality in a sense or I don't know, that's tricky. Also, I don't think that it's bad to be like encouraged by other people. So like, mm. yeah, someone your age is doing that, right? That shouldn't shouldn't bog you down. It should be like, ooh, that's possible. Maybe on their yeah. page, they're leaving Actually. like tidbits of like how they did it. You know what I mean? So maybe you just follow and be like, how did they save money to do that? Like, oh, maybe they did this. Maybe they did that. Like, so it's almost like people that I have like 
followed or figured out where I'm like, ooh, I like this. Like, I want to go back to Kenya again. Um, we went as like a family, but I want to go do like my own bougie like vacation or whatnot. So I started following mm. like all of these like Kenyan Instagram influencers. I literally just Googled it. And then I just went to like, I found names that I was like, that sounds like a fun handle. And then I typed <laughs> yeah. them in and I'm like, okay. And then I stalked their page and I'm like, ooh, okay, cool, 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 cool. So like now I have like saved... I think like five different hotels. I know exactly what I'm doing. The next time I go to Kenya, now it's just all about like yes. booking it, finding like the right price, doing all of that. So for right me, weddings. Yeah, weddings. <laughs> 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 I know Corona has messed up you guys. I had like four weddings I was supposed to go to this oh, year. And I, know. I and then yeah. they're all doing like these virtual things. And I'm like, I was supposed to be next weekend. I'm supposed to be at a wedding. I think she's doing it virtual, but I'm like, I wish I was there, you know, like, yeah, I've definitely, and because they're inviting like really close friends and family, Mm. (laughs) I'm not invited. Oh no. (laughs) I'm like, that's okay. But yeah, so I think that it's like, that's what sucks is that like, yes, you see someone your same age and the first thing is almost to like that comparative brain because that's how society has kind of told us to respond to these things. Like not a lot of time have we been taught to celebrate when other people are doing good. Like it's supposed to be, everything's like seen as a competition when it's like, yeah. it doesn't need yeah. to be like someone did something great. You can learn from that. You know what I mean? You can be happy for them. You could learn from that because that also means that like literally if they could do it, you can too. You know, the question should be why can't you? It's just like, okay, what should you do? Yeah. You know, like what's next? Yeah. That's almost- awesome. Like, Sorry, go go for it. <laughs> no, yeah, I love that because in the same sense of like when you build up the people around you, like your closest friends and the people you maybe selectively surround yourself with, they kind of shape and define what feels normal for you. And if they're doing like, and I guess you could do the same with your social media as it like is, is, is learning you and figuring you out and like curating its content just for your tastes or whatever. It's like, okay, what if like what you want to be your normal starts to shape out based around this and instead of being like damn like that person's doing it and they're my age or like they're a couple years younger than me like this is stupid instead it's like dude everyone's doing it it seems so possible like like you're saying like the the possibility is inspiring then instead of hopefully not demotivating for you you know (laughs) and then it's just a matter of yeah flipping that perspective of saying oh like i can do that they do this they everybody like this is a normal thing like why am I not doing that? You know? <laughs> yeah. Okay. I feel like I just said, I think, I feel like you just gave me an epiphany because I was like, <laughs> I think I've been thinking about it wrong. Cause I, I mean, I'm competitive by nature too. So, you know, if someone's doing something, I'm like, no, I should be doing that. I could do it better than you. Like, what do you sort of thing? But <laughs> instead of looking at it and using them as a, uh, a source of inspiration or just seeing, okay, you did it. Okay, cool. I can do that too. How did you do that? Let me learn from you instead of just doing that. I should be there, not you. And then, you know, just the downward, yeah, downward spiral. Yeah, but, 100%. So I need to go follow some influencers that are around my age. <laughs> and, and they don't, it don't, it doesn't have to be influencers like, like with like, you know, 100,000 likes or follows or whatever. They can just be, if you're all in for you page and you see someone, you like their style, you like whatever that they've done, just follow them. Like, Just follow them and just see like, okay, what did you do? Like, you know, you can save pictures and stuff on Instagram. So like you can save what they've done. Like, I don't even know. Like, I just like, I love it because I'm just like, okay, like I like the way she dresses. I like her style. 
cool. I can save that. That's easy. You know what I mean? That's like yeah. an easy one. Or yeah. like, then when it comes to trips, like I love to take trips. So how are these people who seem to have like p- the same amount paying jobs I have? Like, how are they able to like take all of these trips? Like, how are they affording that? You know what I mean? And a lot of people, they'll like talk about it and just like do different things. But yeah, I don't know. I just never have really, even now, like I'm not like off of social media because I like I'm so depressed about like someone else doing well. It's just really intense emotions that are everywhere, right? Yeah. you know? And yeah. so it's just like, that's my reason for like just taking a step back. But other than that, I'm like, I just don't feel like I've ever been so like bogged down to be like, oh, these, these people are doing all of this. And it's like, no, like, I don't know. Like, I just find it like inspirational when people are like having their own success and everything where I'm like, yeah, go for it. Like, do it. Let's see how this turns out. And so, yeah, always rooting. That's a good mindset. I like yeah. that. Dude, Wayman, I'm curious. Do you have inspirations of your own that you might like either follow in your like online inspirations, I'll say. Like people who they don't exist necessarily in your day-to-day life, but they exist somewhere in your like online social media like following that you look to and you're like, oh, they make this seem so simple, so normal. It's inspiring. How do I just like tap into that more and more every day to like realize that in my own life? Uh yeah. I'm gonna say yes and no. Because, like, uh, when I look at social media, I really just look for, like, what are my friends doing, right? Mm. I'm not really looking, engaging to, like, see what strangers are doing. Because at the same time, like, they're doing their thing and I'm doing my thing. But, yeah, no, honestly, I don't follow people, like, specifically. But, like, if I see something, I want to do it, then I do it. And then that's it. Yeah. Yeah. That's all I got. Oh, yeah. (laughs) I know. um, I think this whole, like, situation that we're in right now, it's, like, it almost makes you have to think about where you're at in life and then where you want to be next. And like, I thought about it too. Like, do I want to stay here in Boise, like Meridian area? But like, for me, the only factor that I was looking for is not as much criminal activity per se, right? So like, this is the one state where I'm just like, why aren't you locking your cars? Like, nowhere that I've lived has there ever that happened where like people just leave their cars unlocked. If you left your car unlocked, you're fucked. Like, yeah. car's gone. You Bye. won't have a car. You won't have a car. And so, like, when people are like, oh, yeah, I left my keys in the car. Like, I was like, are you out of your mind? Car's unlocked. Windows down. Keys are on the on the seat. And you're just like, that's like a free gift. I yeah. straight up left my purse on my, dr- like, on my passenger seat. And I'm parked at Camel's Back. It's actually the day before I was supposed to start my new job. Okay. And I go for a little hike up Camel's Back. And um, I had my key, like I wasn't wearing the pants that the key is in the pocket. Mm. Um, So I just had like tucked it into my bra or whatever. And came back, got to my car, and I can't find my keys. And I was like, I've always thought about like, what if your key slipped out? Would you feel it? Here's the answer. The answer is no. It slipped (laughs) out. And I was like, oh my God, I just went on this six mile hike. Am I supposed to go back up the six miles? Oh, like, no. First of all, I was so done with this hike. I went yeah. at the wrong time. It was during the day. And I was like, am I going to have to go another time to like find my key that I dropped on the trail? Yeah. No. So one, um, I straight up started having a panic attack. Like, 
was on my hands and knees in someone's like backyard in their alley because I was freaking out. Even though like oh, no. in reality, I'm like, okay, reality is my parents fucking live here. Like I'm just going to call daddy and be like, dad, <laughs> pick me up. Like I knew it would be fine, yeah, yeah, but yeah. I lost my shit. And it was like so public that I was like, oh my God, people are watching me. So I like literally lost it. So I finally like start breathing again and I get to my car and I look just around it to be like, maybe I dropped it like around my car. Someone had left me a note and put my key on my dashboard. Not on my dashboard, on my windshield. Oh, my god. And goodness. it's all like, found your keys on the trail. God bless. And, like, again, my like what? I didn't even try and hurt, hide my purse. And, of course, like, I get into my car and just start sobbing because I'm just like, oh, my God. But then also, like, the pro of Boise, that shit happens. It's like, insane. It's like, what? Like, no one, you had the whole key. Mm-hmm. Like, there's you clearly an entire purse right there. So Michael Kors purse. It was kind of brand new. So, like, you know, like, I was real dumb. I was, like, so, I was way too excited about starting this new job that I, like, forgot everything that you Dang. do as a normal person. <laughs> so, like, oh, man. it is unreal here how safe because when i moved to seattle i kept forgetting and luckily there was nothing in my car but yeah i would totally forget my car unlocked and i was like oh yeah it's a real city you can't do that you can't do that at all yeah yeah uh in boise we are so lucky because the worst crime that ever happens around these parts is that um steve uh, a few houses down moses lawn a little bit too late and so Susie, the house next to him is going to call cops on him because it's like <laughs> Um, I think it's actually past that time when mm-hmm. you should be mowing your lawn. So um, oh, yeah. you need to stop that. And then the cops are like, we have nothing better to do. How about we show up six patrol cars oh, to go and talk to this man for mowing his lawn at 1030 at no night. Dude, <laughs> but the- yet let's fund them $70 billion a year that to is- do what? That was their budget last year for oh, Boise, Idaho. <laughs> That's the thing. It's just like there's a lot of lawnmowers out there. <laughs> <laughs> what are you talking? We gotta about? police those lawnmowers. I'm like, <laughs> well, that's. The, I think of like the movie Hot Fuzz. Hot Fuzz. Have, have you guys have seen, that? seen that? It's one. It's like it's the story of a cop. It's like in England, but he goes to this small little town, and it's idyllic. It's like this perfect, and everyone's like, "Hi, hi," and it's so perfect. But then. Throughout the course of the movie, you realize that, oh, this place is super, there's a lot of crazy shit happening. Like, it's really messed up. Mm -hmm. And so I almost feel like that's, because having people be nice in a community like Boise or whatever, yeah, yeah, okay, that's that should be a pro, hypothetically, that's good. But I feel like moving forward, if I ever find myself in a town where everyone's super nice, like, okay, this, this could be good, but proceed with caution like kind of keep the eyes out for Mm -hmm. like what's what's lying underneath i feel like the poop (laughs) what (laughs) it's like no freaking i came out my front door here and i was like oh yeah i'm like kind of like sprinklers are going like oh i can smell the fresh grass this is awesome but then like i walked and i was like why does it smell like poop right around (laughs) in this area i'm like looking everywhere and i look down and i'm like some dog shit in my fucking yard who's the neighbor that did it yep and so then, you know, I took care of it. But at the same time, like, if I ever see that dog, that dog is dead. Did you call the cops and six patrol cars show up to investigate? <laughs> investigate no, no. They would. They probably would. You're right. You're right. They would. I have to say, this is the this is the only place that I've lived where, yeah, I've seen traffic stops and there's like two to three cars. And I'm going, <laughs> I'm going, this is, this is a one-man job. Mm-hmm. This is like, or maybe two, two in one car. Sure. But yep. this is not a. 
I've never, I've never experienced that anywhere else. Three just, SUVs and then a moto cop comes out of nowhere, and that's, then they're just like holding, and they're like, "What's going on, Bob? Oh, it's just a regular traffic dude, stop." Grandma Karen was going five miles over the speed limit. I think we can get <laughs> you two Karen, off. Yeah, you know, yeah. like. And the thing is, is that like that also like that's also just like proven to like escalate any situation. Yeah. Cops pull you over. I just don't feel like really anyone is like super comfortable when a cop pulls them over. They're not like. Oh, this is fine. No, no one is. This because, is what I needed to relax today. Yeah, no one is. Everyone's like super on edge for good reason. And then it's like, okay, so I thought this was normal. So why are now there's like two cops? Now there's like three cops. Wow. What are we doing with four? And yeah. it's like, what? Like It just keeps piling. I moved to the Overland Orchard area, right? Yeah. And I again, I've lived here my whole life. I've lived in Garden City. I've lived in Eagle you don't see patrol cars there, right? They do not actually, like, patrol these areas. Yeah. Of course, you come to Overland and Orchard, and I've never seen this many cops out and about all the time as I ever have, like, living here. They are everywhere. So I'm driving home when I was moving in, and it's, like, 1 a.m., and there are four cars at a traffic stop. You know, like, like a, you know, they pulled, one of them had pulled one over. So then, like, I had passed or whatever, and then, like, one of them started just following me. And literally, it's just, like, following me, and I know he's, like, typing in all my tags, my license, just to be like, am I pulling this car over right now? And I was like, if you try me at 1 a.m., because, like, I just don't play around. Like, yeah. If you pull me over, don't start with some bullshit of, like, how fast do you think you were going today, ma'am? I'd be like, you fucking tell me. Give me a ticket and go. Like, I don't care. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> For me, I'm like, I just want the shortest interaction. I got pulled over because I was going like 10 over the speed limit on Linder, though. So, like, on this side. Yeah. The cop was going, like, opposite of me. And he, like, whips around. And I was like, well, fuck. I have mm-hmm. a pretty good cop dar, but I it was just, like, too late at that point. I was like, damn it. So, yeah. <laughs> pull over. And he's just like, you were going 10 over. And I'm like, thank you. Straight to the point. And I'm like, yep. He's like. Okay, license and registration. <laughs> I, I was like, what do you want to? Yeah. Uh, yeah, I was. Next. <laughs> like, he's still Continue. giving me a warning. He's just like, just don't do it again. I said, okay. Thanks. <laughs> Boom, and that was it. Go. And like, he's even like looking at me like, because I'm like, no, I'm not going to fight you. I know I'm over. You know I'm over. That's clearly why you pulled me over. So give me a ticket or walk. Like, literally, <laughs> there's nothing. There's nothing left. <laughs> there's no reason to like talk. There's no reason to find anything like. I'm not answering anything except, yeah, mm-hmm, here's my shit. Next. <laughs> like, move on. I love yeah. it. You're going 10 over. Yep. You heard You heard what I said, right? You're going 10 over. I don't know how to respond to that. Um, <laughs> Literally. Uh, and it's like, uh, I've only been pulled over twice. That one, and like, I saw the cop, but it was just like, again, I was going down a hill. It was too late. Yeah. Um. This, the other one is like, when I do cross, like, to see, drive to Seattle or Portland or whatever, like, I feel like I do a pretty good job of like, I can sense it when it's like, ooh, you know, like there's going to be a cop around here and I'm usually right. So we're in Washington. It's like 75. I'm going like a hundred. Whoops. <laughs> because I'm like trying to get past this uh-huh. person. They're yeah. going 80. And I was like, Bleh. and I knew I just like, I was like, okay. So then that was like about eight miles. And then I slow down because I'm like, okay, I have my feeling that there are cops coming here. And sure enough, 
I like, I pass and I see one. Then he has the nerve to pull me over. And at this point, I've been going the speed limit now for about like five miles, like exactly the speed limit because I had that feeling. Yeah. So he pulls me over. And this one, I was like, ooh, hell no. Where I was fucking going the speed limit. He's like, ma'am, pulled you over because you're speeding. I was like, mm, I've been going the speed limit for a good like 10 minutes. I've been on cruise control. He's like, yeah, no, we have a helicopter and we clocked you at like 100. And I said, oh, that part. <laughs> so like there oh. and like I literally like pulled around because I was like, what do you mean a helicopter? And sure enough, there's like this sign that's like that literally says like this section is patrolled by oh my helicopter. And I was like, fuck, damn it. <laughs> like I got snatched. And of course, like wow. and I and then he's like, um, you were going a hundred. And I was like, <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I'm not gonna like argue, I'm not gonna try and get out of it because I just don't care to talk to you for any longer than we have to so i was like yep and he's like okay he comes back and he only gives me a ticket for if i was going five over and i was like thank you <laughs> like i'm not gonna say thank you and i was like all right sure <laughs> but it's a good time when my dad used to get pulled over because he used to speed a lot he would speed a lot my dad would get pulled over and everyone knew him so well they'd apologize for pulling him over so like he got pulled over he's driving me into school and the cop was like, Vincent, I'm so sorry. Go right ahead. I didn't know your daughter's late. Oh, man. <laughs> oh, <laughs> man. Like, That's I was amazing. Sitting there and I'm like, wow. Okay. Uh, by just wow. existing, they were like, oh, my God, I'm so sorry. That happened three times. But he still oh, has man. six tickets. So, like, imagine how many times he's actually been yeah. pulled Jesus. <laughs> I love. See, that's another weird, like, pro about small towns. You can be, like, a big fish in a little pond, so to mm-hmm. say, you know? <laughs> and at that point, there's some pros to that. Especially, like, early 90s and 2000s. Like, yeah. my dad was hot shit before 2008. <laughs> <laughs> like, everyone knew him. And now I know, like, if you're 40 years old or older, and mm. I say his name, they're going to be like, I, I know that. I know that name. And I'm like, yes, you do. Young people, I'm like, oh, my God, you guys have no idea anything. This is great. Yeah. Like, this is wonderful to, like, not be his daughter. <laughs> you know what I mean? It was a good time, though. So I'd love to ask, you were mentioning how you love themes and everything in life. I'm curious, do you have, like, thematic chapters to your own life? <gasps> This is such a great question. I love this question. (laughs) Do you feel like you have themes that you've been exploring in your life over time? Yes. And so... I'm so excited. (laughs) I'd love to... Yeah. I'd love to hear maybe like some recent ones or what you're in right now. Yeah. Yeah. Your themes. Oh, wow. What a cliffhanger. Stay tuned for the final part of this discussion coming to you in our next episode. (laughs) 